We have a very special guest alert on today's show because we are bringing on NFL Network's Brian Baldinger from Baldy's Breakdowns to talk about Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert, a prove-it year for Brandon Staley in the Chargers' offensive line. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from today. Guest booker extraordinaire David Drogemeyer got NFL Network's Brian Baldinger to come on the show, and he is a former NFL offensive lineman, but he's also just everywhere, one of the best NFL insiders out there. So we talk about Kellen Moore. He does need to see it from Brandon Staley this year, too, when he wasn't afraid to say that. And also talking about the intricacies of the offensive line, how important Rashawn Slater is, how important Corey Lindsley is, and so much more. But here he is, Brian Baldinger. All right, guys, we have another very special guest, one of the only recurring guests on the Locked On Chargers podcast. Today, we have NFL Network's Brian Baldinger joining the show today. And really, I said NFL Network, but all over the place, Sky Sports, Odyssey, you name it. And Baldy's breakdowns are the best. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're just not getting anything like that. But Brian Baldinger on the show, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate you. It's my pleasure, guys. It's that time of the year. You know, let's just start talking ball because uh, this offseason came and went. Hope we all had a good time. But I know I'm ready to get back to business. Man, are we ready? Training camp opening up next week. We want to have Baldy on the show just because, I mean, he's the best. But I want to start here because I guess the biggest offseason addition for the Chargers was Kellen Moore. And it kind of feels like they lucked into it a little bit. The Cowboys let Kellen Moore go after running a few really, really high-powered offenses over there in Dallas. Did you like the move by the Chargers moving quickly to pair more up with their young star quarterback, Justin Herbert? I felt like they needed to make a change. I did. And there's nothing against Joe in what he did. Um, but sometimes you just need a change. Sometimes you just need new ideas, a different way of doing things. I don't. I think it's a good move. We'll find out how good it is. Um, certainly the Cowboys had some problems in the playoffs, scoring points, especially when we ran into San Francisco the last two years. Uh, they've knocked them out of the playoffs two years in a row. But, you know, Dax had a great deal of success. Receivers, tight ends, the ball got spread around. There's a lot of ways that they do it, a lot of pre-snap motion. So we'll see how much carries over. I mean, sometimes you build the offense around the talent that you have. Like the, the Cowboys don't really have a guy like Keenan Allen. Um, you know, and then, you know, CD was good, but he's not Keenan Allen. In in the way that Keenan runs routes, wins against man coverage, that kind of thing. Um, you know, they got an elite running back. Um you know, that they can throw the ball to and screen to in a lot of ways. So I think, you know, part of what Kellen's got to do here is cater this offense to Austin Eckler and Keenan and, you know, to, to Mike Williams. And we they've got it. So I think the offense will be a little bit different. But this I know, and one of the reasons why I believe they made the change. I, I'll Look, the offensive line crumbled when Rashawn went down, all that. But they couldn't run the ball last year. And it really showed up, especially in the second half against Jacksonville. So – you got you got to find ways to run the ball and they got to get better at it and I feel like that's got to be a priority right now for this chargers not just the offense but the chargers team 
they got to get better at running the ball. Especially running the ball when the opponent knows that you have to run the football too and, and being able to have success in those yeah. situations as well. And that's one of the things that the Chargers just were not able to do consistently. Well, and that Kellen Moore did year. really well too, right? Everyone talks yeah. about Justin, you know, and Kellen Moore, and that's the big part of it. But he was so much better running the football or they were than the Chargers have been in recent years too. So I think that is a super underrated part of what Kellen Moore brings in the new kind of running game, hopefully. Well, you, you, you so to your point, Dave, is – you got to be able to run the ball when you have to run the ball. All right. When everybody knows in the stadium, you know, especially second half up, you know, the, the, the playoff clap, you got to be able to run. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing, but then it's kind of like, all right, how are we going to run the ball? And so, you know, Dallas had a, a real good one, two punch with Zeke and with David, you know, with, with Pollard. Tony Pollard. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you look at how they did it. They got explosive runs. They did it on the goal line when you got to be able to just – they did it in the red zone. They did it in short yardage. Now, they had Zeke, which is a difference maker when you get when you need that and you got to plunge and you got to yeah. get the yard, the two yards. But it's important. It's important to get those yards when you need those yards. And so that's going to be a, a huge emphasis. And But what I was going to say also was you don't just run the ball because you're better up front or, you know, Austin Eckler's having a great – you run the ball because there's an emphasis on running the ball and it's a priority and you don't just do it on some Sundays, you establish it every Sunday. And I feel like that's has been missing from the chargers. And, you know, sometimes you fall in love with a guy like Justin Herbert's uh, Herbert's arm. You know, I get that, but it can't be about Justin Herbert's arm. It has to be about um, building a foundation to your offense and, that's what they've got to get back to with the Chargers. No doubt. You know, the other big addition to the offseason for the Chargers and the offense was first-round pick Quentin Johnston. Do you think it's important for teams to add as many weapons as possible around their young quarterbacks, especially, you know, because we've seen, you know, the Eagles and the Bengals do it and had some success? Well, you know, the, the problem with the Chargers last year was just the injuries at the receiver yeah. position. And so you better have some quality depth, and they – were taking, I mean, they were taking, you know, special team players and playing Michael Bandy, DeAndre yeah, Carter, yeah. so, you know, Jason those Moore. Were the, when, when, you know, Michael was hurt and Keenan was hurt and I don't know if Josh Palmer went down at all last year, but I mean, that's what they're throwing to. So you better have somebody waiting if somebody goes down. So I would imagine that Quinton to start the season probably lines up behind Michael Williams. I don't know how they're yeah. going to train him, but he is that, you know, that was the comp to Quentin Johnson coming out of TCU was Michael Williams. You know, jump balls, 50-50 balls, go balls. I mean, that was his game at TCU. And you watch him against Michigan, you know, playoff game, and that's he, he changed the game. Yeah. And so I, it's not like you can't have enough of these guys because you can. Like, you want to feed your stars. So you don't need five of them, but you need two healthy ones for sure every Sunday that you can get the ball to. And – you know, and so depth over a 17-game schedule and then into the playoffs, it's important. And then, you know, you got to start thinking down the road. You can't pay everybody, so you better start developing players in that role. And I feel like that's kind of how Quinton fits in to start with. Yeah, and I mean, it'll be nice, too, just because he's really the only receiving option they have that is dangerous with the ball in his hands. And like we saw in that playoff game, right, he can take anything to the house. And the Chargers just don't really have that guy. And they had so many short passes. It's like, oh, I wish he had that guy then, you know, a guy that actually can do something with the ball in his hands. But 
Funny thing is, the last time you came on was actually right after Brandon Staley got hired to be Chargers head coach. They had just drafted Rashawn Slater, who we'll talk about later, too. But you talked about all the relationships and his, how he built relationships with his players. And that has been really on point since he's taken over. And he's had back-to-back winning seasons. But it does still feel like this is a big year for him, Baldy. I mean, we know that the NFL leash on coaches gets shorter and shorter, right? He's going into year three. Do you think it feels like he has to have a big season this season? Like, does it feel like a prove a year for you for Brandon Staley with this team? I feel that way. Um, I think there should be pressure on coaches. I think they should feel it because this team, in some ways, they have to get tougher. You know, they got to tackle better. You got to finish playoff games. Like, there's just certain things that are a, a quality of toughness. Change the narrative. And so, you know, that's to me, you know. If, you, if you're all chasing Kansas City in the AFC West, which everybody's doing, I mean, the one thing that that quarterback does for them is it, he just embodies toughness. We saw it with the ankle. We saw, you know, I mean, we've just seen it year in, year out. Big games, comeback wins. Like, there's a toughness to that team. And it's, it starts with blocking and tackling, to be honest with you. And they did not do either one well last year. I mean, I still see Damian Pierce going 75. <laughs> you know, I still see... You know, Walker in Seattle going, I don't know, 68. I still see mm-hmm. yeah. nobody wanting to tackle Nick Chubb. I mean, those things just are in my mind. I think it was five straight was games of 40-plus yard rushes. I had never heard of anything like that. Like, that's insane. That was ridiculous. Crazy. So, I mean, if I'm Daniel, you know, if I'm Brandon Staley, and, like, if I just want to put a gentle reminder to my defense and to my team, I'm putting those runs up there, going nobody else is allowing this to happen in the league. And so, okay, you, you know, bring in Eric Hendricks. Okay, fine. But they still got to – they got to do it. And there's just – so if you're saying Brandon Staley, this all falls under him. Yeah. It's all on Brandon. All right? Get players, like, stop waiting for somebody else to make the tackle. You know, like, this has got to – they, they got to rally. You rally around your head coach. The head coach sets the template. And so is this a make-or-break year for Brandon Staley after winning seasons? Can you ask for anything more to work with? You got a stud quarterback, you got weapons, you got defenders that have big names on the back of their jerseys. Like, you got to put this thing together. We're going to get back to Baldy's breakdown of the Chargers. But first thing I need to tell you guys that our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster so with draft prep underway for the upcoming season let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's ebay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week if you're looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round you can catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with two elite nfc east wide receivers the cowboys cd lamb and the eagles aj brown are a letter perfect guaranteed early fit you can count on lamb driving dak prescott and dallas's new look passing game to big numbers and A.J. Brown revving up Jalen Hurts downfield, throwing often again in Philadelphia. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle, and it's also about upkeep, right? You can't just draft the right team. All season long, we're going to be giving you guys the best picks. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with air filters, brakes, batteries, 
tail lights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's a right fit for your car because eBay Guarantee Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Chargers country, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 10 degree yeah, more. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of the biggest problems. And, and, you know, like you just talked about, I mean, the Chargers just really have not had the ability to tackle Agreed. consistently. It's just it's been a, a huge, huge issue. And that's not just last year, right? Like well, that, yeah. This has been a systemic issue for 10 years, it feels like, you know, since the days of like Sean Merriman. Like, but it kind of begs the question, you know, where does it come from? Like, is it more on the coaching side of things or is it more? on the players you're bringing in. So, like, when you're talking about tackling, right, because tackling, it's not, you know, reading defense and things like that. It's physical. You have to go out there and actually do it. So, do you think that's more of just the players they're bringing in, or is it more, okay, hey, you got to teach these dudes better? Mm, I always think that everything can be taught. You can Everything has to be emphasized. You know, there's a reason why the Dallas Cowboys have led the league in takeaways over the last two years by a wide margin. Like, to me, tackling takeaways like the things that really change games all right are things that just get emphasized like ad nauseum like you mm-hmm. never you just get maniacal about it you know and there's t- obviously the game has changed okay i get that but everybody's working under the same you know parameters i've had coaches right. say baldy you know how many do you know how many padded practices i get before we open up i'm like not exactly but what we get 12 okay okay great all right so, I don't know, more scrimmages, like whatever you got to do. Like, I don't care what the rules are. Like, there's teams that tackle well. You know, there's teams that take the ball away on a consistent basis. Like, those things, you do those things and execute those things because you emphasize those things. And it becomes a priority to the maniacal level. And I just feel like that'd be a good starting point. Just get maniacal about what you demand and what you want your players to do. Yeah, I, I definitely think that would be a, a fantastic approach. One of the players that we are most excited to watch this season is Rashawn Slater. Last year, Jamari Sawyer really filled in admirably, but what do you think the impact will be for the Chargers getting the all-pro left tackle back in the lineup? Well, probably the greatest compliment you could make about Rashawn in that rookie year that he had was you never talked about him. Like, he, yeah. you, know, you never mentioned Rashawn's name. Yeah. Miles Garrett's out there. Well, you didn't hear about Miles Garrett in that game against Cleveland. You know, he just locked people up. You know, um, very few players in this league gave him any kind of a problem. And then it did seem, I, I don't know what happened to Matt Filer. He looked like he was really good two years ago. He was. And then, you know, and but it seemed like every big run went to the left side. You know, behind Filer, behind Rashawn. Yeah. Like, he's just a difference maker. And the way left tackles have to be difference makers. They don't commit penalties. They don't give up sacks. They don't give up pressures. Your quarterback has more confidence to hold the ball an extra tick. That's that's Rashawn. He's just a he's a master technician, and you just have to be around. I mean, you know you guys have been around. You just have to be around him to see it. You know, he's just a special special player. And as good as Jamal Jamal was last year, and in a surprise way, 
Um, now you can get them both on the field. You know, you right. put Jamar, Jamari at, at guard now, and you leave Rashawn out there, and you go, okay, let's let's really get our best five out there right now, and let's let's go battle. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean that's it's going to be huge. And the, the other big thing we always talk about, right? And I'm sure you can appreciate is just the fact that now the Chargers have their starting five locked up through 2025, right? And the emphasis they've put on it. Five offensive linemen drafted since Staley took over. Like, that's been such a huge impetus for them and something that Phillip Rivers is still probably, you know, yelling at the TV screen about after he sees, you know, (laughs) back-to-back first-round picks on the offensive line and all of that. But it's been nice to see them actually invest in it because it's such an important part of the game. But one of the guys that feels like, we can never give enough credit to because it's so kind of hard to realize all the responsibilities that he has is all pro center Corey Lindsley. I mean, it's one of Tom Tuska's best free agency signings, pretty much no matter how it goes from here on out. He's been that good in the middle of the Chargers offensive line. But can you kind of help us and our listeners just understand how important it is to have someone like him, not just for run blocking and pass blocking, but the protections and kind of the, all the other things that centers are asked to do? Well, he's he's pretty rare because, first of all, he's just a tower of strength. There's not many people stronger in this whole business than Corey Lindsley. So you're going up against, you know, the Chris Joneses of the world in your division. I mean, just monsters, so right? So Guys tough. that, you know, even it's like they can just take games over. Yeah. Well, it's a lot harder to do that when Corey's in the middle. Um, I always say this. Like, if, you're, if your center position is not strong, you're going to have a week. You're, you're, you're going to collapse from the inside. Yeah. You're going to have breakdowns on the inside of your offense line, running pass. It, it's just going to show up. And nothing, nothing worries a quarterback more than the leaky middle of an offense line. And all you have to do is just look at when Corey's been out of the lineup. And oh, yeah. the, the backups, have, they've had at least two different ones over the you know, course of time here in recent years. You just see the difference. And how teams are attacking, whether it's, you know, twist stunts or whatever it is, overloads, the things that teams know how to do when that guy isn't there. And what happens to your quarterback? I don't care how big and strong he is. They're all this, they're all pretty much the same when it's leaky in the middle. And so that's another guy. Like, you just know how good he is by when he's not in there. And so he is when, – when that guy is in there, he makes the guards better. He makes the lines better. He makes your court. He makes everybody better, period. And so he, it was a great signing. Uh, I don't think Green Bay has been as the same since he left. Um, and I think, you know, even though Aaron Rodgers still had some good years with, you know, with other guys, what they do? They went straight back to Ohio State to get their center. You know, like sometimes you just yeah. you just go to certain places to get positions, and Ohio State's been putting them out. Yeah, you're muted. Corey Lindsley's been a real commander for the middle of that Chargers offensive line. Uh, been somebody who's really been impossible to replace. I don't think he's let Justin Herbert get sacked yet in the two no, seasons. It, that z- it's been there. It's seriously, insane. 15 pressures in two seasons that he's been with the Chargers. He's been okay. absolutely dominant. But Chargers 2022 first round pick Zion Johnson had an up and down rookie season, but he really showed some very promising improvement throughout the season. The Chargers are moving him back to where he played in college on the left side. What do you think the benefits are, are moving him back to his natural position Mm, i think the bigger benefit is i think most players make their biggest jump in their careers between the first and second year like you know he didn't see nfl defenses you know in college he didn't see that you know he might see a great player on saturdays one he's going to see him every week 
You know, I don't care what team you're playing against. And so you, it's, it's like a hitter. You got to see all the pitchers. You got to see the whole rotation. It's like pitchers seeing hitters. Like you got to go through the rotation of a season. Um, and so I think the benefit is he's gone through it. He's gone through the division. He knows what he's up against. And if he's a little more comfortable on the left side than he is the right side, so be it. I mean, I think everybody would be comfortable if you're sandwiched between Rashawn and Corey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody should be better if yeah. you're yeah. in that hole. All right, you're going to get help to your left. You're going to help to your right. And then, you know, everything, never, nothing is done in this business just mano a mano. I mean, it's all done in combination. But when both guys have the ability just to, you know, lift guys up and get them moving, and you could just come and clean up and play to your strength, which, which, which is – that's his strength. He's a strong, powerful kid. Like, that's – you know, your, your life is going to get better, yeah. you know. And so it's a combination, first to second year jump that good players make. I don't care what position it is. And then between those two guys, like, you should be a good, solid player in there. Yeah, well, and the Chargers uh, offensive line coach, Brandon Nugent, actually talked about it. And he said they specifically moved him over – to get the three of those guys together, right? To give themselves a strength, something they can lean on. And when the offensive linemen have talked during this offseason, what they've said Kellen Moore has gotten for them is a bread and butter, right? They're saying they didn't really have a bread and butter, a go-to run, a go-to kind of set of runs that they could go to when they needed something. That seems to be what they're trying to figure out right now. And building that trio on the left side is something I'm very excited to watch. But I do remember one offensive lineman, I think he said, Playing on the opposite side was like wiping with your opposite hand, basically <laughs> trying to talk about kind of the frustration of that. But I do want to talk about another thing. You talked about, you know, people drafting centers from Ohio State, but it seems like for the Chargers, what they like to do is they like to draft college tackles and turn them into NFL guards. It's the third season in a row that they've taken a tackle that they plan on moving to guard this year with Jordan McFadden, who they took in the fifth round, and also just continuing to invest in the offensive line. But what do you think kind of the pros and cons are? What are the difficulties if you're always taking someone who played a different position in college and then having them transition at the NFL level? Well, it's a different game. College game is different than the pro game. So, I mean, everybody has to transition no matter what you do. I mean, sure. last year, Kellen Moore, I mean, they drafted Tyler Smith to be, um, you know, to start at left guard next to Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Tyron went down and Tyler had to go out to left. He had to go back and forth, left guard, left tackle. Now I've, I've met Ty, uh, Tyler. He's a great kid. He's a great prospect. I mean, I think he's going to be have a chance to be a Pro Bowl player at either position. But, I mean, every every offensive lineman um, would like to just have one position. But, you know, right now for Jordan, like, he's going to have to be a swing player. So, right now, he's got to learn two positions, you know, because some teams only dress seven linemen on Sunday. And you better have a backup, you know, guard center and a backup guard guard tackle. And so learn that as quickly as you can. I, I believe in cross-training players, playing them on right side, left side, playing them inside, playing them outside. There's yes. different techniques. There's a different toolbox for each position. But it's not like you can't learn this stuff. This stuff is all teachable. You can learn all of it. Um, I saw Jordan uh, – uh, I mean, I've seen different guys. Um, you know, Jonathan Ogden, maybe the best tackle we've all seen. You know, his rookie year in Baltimore, drafted in 1996 – um, his rookie year, he played left guard next to Wally Williams. I didn't even and know that. Just That's to get funny. him on the field, you know, yeah. for that first year. And then he went to left tackle and became a Hall of Famer. But, like, sometimes it's get on the field, find a position, yeah. just get get going. You know, and then we can we can hone in once you find that position. And so, look, there's a lot of guys that play tackle in college. 
they're not athletic enough to play on the edge in the NFL. It's a, it's a completely different game. So you move them inside. Um, that's the debate every year. Uh, was you know Peter Skaronsky this year coming out of Northwestern? Is he a guard? Is he a tackle? I mean, people didn't think Rashawn could play left tackle. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, they thought he was going to be a guard. I don't know, arm length, whatever it is. You know, it's just, um, and and all he did was lock people up. So sometimes you just got to let these guys go play and compete and find out. Like I'll never forget one story Bill Parcells told me. They uh, they drafted Jumbo Elliott out of Michigan when he was with the Giants, and. Um, so they draft him. They don't know if he's a, a left tackle, a guard, a right tackle. They don't know. But Parcells wants to find out if he can play left tackle. So he, he pulls LT into a meeting. He says, listen, LT, it's training camp. I know like you're, you're getting ready for a season, but I need you for a week. What do you got, coach? What do you need? I got, he goes, I got to find out if this kid Jumbo can play left mm-hmm. tackle. He needs, to, he needs to get your – he needs to feel your punch. Like, give him the business. All right, let's find out what he got. And – Two days, two days into that, LT comes to coach. He goes, Coach, he's your left tackle. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta find this stuff out, you know. And the only way you can draft these guys and you can project them, sometimes you just gotta go, hey, LT, give him the business, see what he's got. Find yeah, out. I mean, if if you're getting tested by Lawrence Taylor, I think you're gonna know pretty quickly uh, if, if you can uh, hold up at this level, right? I mean, that's insane. I mean, the big tuna definitely knew what he was doing, but. Let's get you out of here on this, Baldy. I know I've seen you break down a lot of Chargers players, you know, draft picks, things like that. But how are you feeling about this team going into 2023? This is always the hype team, right? It's always the sexy offseason team. Me and David are always here talking about that. It's like, okay, now it's time to, you know, actually see the results come from it. But are you high on the Chargers in a loaded AFC going into this year? I am. I'm high. I mean, you know, if there's one team that has been highly competitive with the Chiefs, in the AFC West, it's been the Chargers. They've yeah. beaten them in Kansas City. They've All taken them the overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, you know, they, you know, Brandon Staley, like, you know, went for it on fourth down, I don't know, four times it, it, Arrowhead a couple of years ago. I mean, I, they have competed well with them. I don't think they fear Kansas City. Um, look, Derwin could probably match up with Travis Kelsey as well as anybody in this business. He's not going to do that exclusively, but they got a guy that if you want to match up, they have the ability to, to do it. Um, I always feel like, you know, the, the, the injury bug hit the Chargers early last year, right? I mean, J.C. Jackson, Rashawn, I mean, and it seems yeah. like that is a recurring thing. But yeah. it always feels like it's an excuse. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, like there's just no more excuses. I don't care who gets hurt. Khalil, I mean, I don't wish anybody to get injured. Sure. I still feel like you can use that. Like, they can't do that anymore. Like, this is a good roster. It's a very good roster with a quarterback that's got all the talent in the world. Like, they, they got to go do it. Like, go beat Kansas City. You know, win in your division. Like, it's just time. Like, it's there's, I don't care who gets hurt and what hamstring gets pulled. Like, enough. they got depth. They've got talent. You know, like, you, we saw Mike Davis last year have a great year. Yeah. You know, J.C. Jackson gets hurt. But, hell, Mike Davis played great. He was as good as anybody out there for a, a large part of the season. Nobody mm-hmm. thought. Mike Davis could play that like that level. So enough with the excuses. Eric Hendricks is an upgrade. Um, I don't know. Like inside, they still don't look strong to me at defensive tackle. Uh, the way you got to be strong. We'll see if that's, you know, what that is. But we got to see, we got to see Brandon Staley, like take his game to elevate his game. It's just time. 
like the roster, the way it's on paper, it's a good roster. So what are you going to do with it? It's time. If you got a good roster and a great quarterback, then everything's going to sound like excuses if you're not, you know, achieving what you need to. Because the thing is, is winning seasons are great, but when you have someone like Justin Herbert, when you have the kind of roster, like just winning, just making the playoffs and losing after I with a 27-0 lead, it's not good enough, right? Just making the playoffs just isn't good enough at this point. And you're right. You know, if they get off to a slow start, you know what everybody's going to say. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a hangover yeah. from the playoff loss. Like, that's yeah. already a built-in excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mean, yeah. no, I know no player or coach will ever say that. But fans will say it, you know. Oh, of course. You know, uh, charge, you know, the, the Bolt group out there. Like, they'll say something like that. But that's dumb. Like, they, if yeah. anything, it should just have a just an awful taste in your mouth about oh, yeah. the way the season. And it should be something. I mean, I was in Dallas when Landry used to bring up playoff losses, the ice bowl game and stuff. And it just fueled them to win their first Super Bowl. In 1970, like it should just be fuel at this point. It should. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of great teams go through growing pains, right? You go and you have the failures in the playoffs and those are learning lessons and stepping stones to get to where you eventually want to be. And that's all you want to see with this team. But guess what? Injuries are not being able to tackle, right? Like that shouldn't matter who's on the field. Everyone on your team should be able to tackle. So injuries are not, they're just certain places where they have to be better no matter who's on the field, no matter who's stepping into these big situations. But Baldy, thank you so much for coming yeah. on, man. I mean, truly a delight to get you on the show and just your insight is great. Everyone make sure you're following him at Baldy NFL or just turn your TV on to an NFL channel and <laughs> this man will pop up because he is everywhere. One of the hardest working men in the business. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. pleasure, you. guys. Yep. Good luck, man. I'll see you down the road. Perfect. We'll okay. end it right there, man. Thank you so yep. much. Sorry, we're well, you, Baldy. Thank you. Time, man. Yep. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, guys. A special thank you to Baldy for coming on the show. We haven't had many recurring guests, but Baldy definitely has a pass to come on whenever he wants. But that's going to do it for today's show. As the everydayers know, we will be back with you guys on Monday as the only daily Chargers podcast. And to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And you can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. There's other ways to consume the show. Listen wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you guys want to call into the show, you can do that at 323-524-7924. You get your 30-second voicemail in, and we'll try to get it on the next fan mail show. But training camp next week, we are so excited to get this started. So many players we're excited to watch, and we'll be back with you guys on Monday. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.